everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of the Slated Double Features podcast with your hosts, Joshua Francisco Mitchell. I can't believe you just, inter- you just <laughs> interrupted the introduction with a huge burp. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not introducing you anymore. It was boring, me. It was really boring. <laughs> You've got to introduce yourself now. Okay. With the fetch as fuck, Matthew Vivian. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you? Great. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fine. We're, we're recording this in the same room as we do every week. And I yeah. can confirm that, that that was a stinky burp. Mm. <laughs> anything we over our last week? Our last Should we go straight into week three? Week week I would love nothing more. Go on then. You tell me because I have not seen anything. <laughs> okay. So the first thing I watched was Taika Waititi's new film. Uh, well, Ooh. I say new film. It was filmed in 2019. The Next Goal last... Wins. Next Goal Wins. Which um, I remember that being announced just like when Jojo Rabbit was doing the press circuit. I think they'd already filmed it or they were like, I think they filmed it like end of 2019, start of 2020. Mm. So it was like, okay, this is going to be his next film. And then Thor Love and Thunder came out and then it, it flopped and it finished. And then this finally dropped with little to no press. Um, yeah. Because... A couple of adverts, a couple of like posters around town. Yeah, I saw some trailers before the cinema, I guess, but it wasn't like, um, yeah, you didn't see like Taika Waititi's face everywhere. Michael Fassbender, I never saw say a word about it. Yeah. Even though he's the lead. You could tell, I mean, look, the film is not great. It's just so, right, I've actually got a couple of cursed double features for it. <laughs> so Wow. In in the weekly roundup, yeehaw. In the weekly roundup, yeehaw, I know. I'm breaking Goodness the me. format. So I know this. You, you've seen this first one. I've got, I haven't actually written it down, but I'm just going to improv it. Um, next goal wins and champions, which is about a um, oh. an American uh, middle-aged coach with like an anger problem who uh, coaches a prestigious team, but then sort of as a punishment because of his uh, his 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 own troubles and his personal life get he's in the way. Um, he's quite rude. He's demoted he? and he has to instead teach a terrible team, and they're all just useless and incompetent. But whereas in champions they are disabled adults. In um, Next Girl Wins, they're, they're from American Samoa. But I feel like <laughs> the more incompetent team are the American Samoans. And the, basically, it's not that good. It's just paint by... It's literally just the, the formula of a like sports biopic film, but like they're a bad team. It's the same as Cool Runnings. I could do a custom feature really? with them. Oh, I thought it was going to be an actual it's comedy, not just shit. No, it's, no it is... The only reason I would give it any stars, uh, I think I'd give it like two and a half or something, is because Ooh, it is quite right. funny. No, but it is. I did laugh a few times. Other bits fell flat. Um, I think the main problem with it is, you know, Cool Runnings is good because, it, yeah, mm. John John Candy's one of the leads, but he isn't the lead. The The Jamaican yeah. bobsled team are like just as big a characters as he is. Whereas in this, one of the you see one of the team is like a main character. She's, I think they call it a Fafafine. It's like a sort of um, Polynesian, like, third gender she's in it quite a lot and that's pretty much it there's the old goalkeeper who comes back at like halfway through but apart from that mm. you like you barely see the team like and it just fucking faffs around with with my fans who i don't care about so <laughs> i'm not gonna waste any more t- of your time it's an okay film not one of his best in fact possibly his worst wow i yeah. mean you did laugh a couple of times because um, i remember i was i was trying to get to sleep and I had to roll over and elbow and, you and i was going to say, like, like oh. you can watch you can watch but i do have work tomorrow it's funny because they're so stupid because they're from american <laughs> samoa not one of these has any intellect whatsoever <laughs> not like us football goers over here in in sunny england oh wow so 
I shan't be watching that then. I will avoid it. Thank Great. you for the, the advice. Well, I actually have another cursed double feature, which will then link me into my next one. Oh, my, oh my God. Goodness. I'm such a genius. So <laughs> I have uh, Next Goal Wins and see if you can work out what this film is. They're both 2023 films where the main character oh. passionately sings along to Chandelier by Sia in their car. You've seen it. Have I? Yep, except the scene in the one that isn't Next Goal Wins is a very good scene and a very good movie. Champions. No, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's Talk To Me. I don't, I don't know. I it's can't right remember. Does that happen? They find the kangaroo in the road. Um, oh, it does happen. Oh, my God. And it's a really good scene because it's sort of, it's, what are they, what, what's the name? Mia and Riley, who are like the two which the most bad stuff happens to throughout the film. You see them all happy mm. at the start and it makes it very tragic. Um, and they bond. When it goes all tits up. But Talk To Me. Oh. Rewatched it. What did you think of it? Let's get you to talk. You want to talk to me? I want to talk to you. I let you in. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hello, it's me. <laughs> I let you um, into my segment where I talk about <laughs> films I've watched. <laughs> um, the first half is great. It's some of the best horror I've seen in a long time. Um, but when it gets to the point where the story actually needs to happen, the plot needs to occur, yeah. it becomes significantly less scary uh, and becomes more... Uh, almost action centric more mm. like they fall back into what they're known for it's a lot more high energy and less scary um that's when you get like the fight with the dad towards the end that bit which isn't isn't at all kind okay. of what i in, enjoyed about the first half um but it's still very good and i'm very excited for the next one i i completely agree with you that it does definitely have a shift halfway through and i i the first time i watched it and i still agree the second i think the first half is stronger but mm. I actually find the second half scarier. I think the second half Do is like you? really horrible. And in fact, it's almost like hard for me to watch. It's it's not really the sort of horror films I generally like to watch. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You like to watch baby, baby children like. ones, no, don't you? Right. So I don't like seeing people just getting tortured <laughs> and like having no hope of getting out. And like, I like to see the protagonist be like as strong as the antagonist, as it were. Like I like I like the final girl mm. really fighting back, and I, I that's what I like about them. Or if it's going to be a slash where everyone dies, I like to be silly. Whereas this is like the stakes are being tortured in hell for all eternity, and you know that they'll follow through with it. But it's really well made. It is. I love the like Danny Michael Filippo's voice. I, I think mm. just the concept of it's brilliant. Like. Um, yeah, and from like a horror film from from our generation, even down to like I heard like boomers and that complaining about it. Even when when Riley's like falling asleep and he's watching a Cybermen video, and he's like, "Yeah, I know, obviously the Cybermen are like <laughs> racker racker of friends with the Cybermen and that," but like um, that just felt realistic to me. And the way the characters were talking and the way they were treating the um, the hand as as you know they're a sleepover doing a he's like doing drugs. I, mean, I don't know. I thought it was very well done. Um, felt really fresh. I like it a lot. I liked it more the second time, and I can't wait for the second Interesting. One. I might have to rewatch it. The first time I was very scared, and so didn't overly enjoy it. So maybe yeah. if I rewatch it, I will enjoy it a lot more. I still find, yeah, when like Riley's like hurting himself, that's very hard to watch. What, when he's trying to pull his eye out? Yeah, I, I, actually, I looked away both times oh, I saw that. I, God. It's the sound effects, too. It's so loud. Ugh. Yeah. But it's it went, a great film. It went, pop, <laughs> and it <laughs> came out. I will say, God... <laughs> I've been watching loads of videos of like my Danny Michael Filippo talking about it because they're really interesting to like hear talk about how they make the films. And I've never seen like a press junket for a film be less similar to um, the film itself. <laughs> it, they're like it's like the funniest like high energy like press junket. Um, I'm gonna fly through the rest. So I rewatched Malignant. I really like it. I think it's really fun. What do you think of Malignant? Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. It's I th- something I th- I'm gonna watch when the job's finished. 
it makes no sense, but I just I, I think it's just an absolute blast. I rewatched the menu, which I, I really like. Ooh, yeah, I I remember enjoying that. I watched a horror film called No Exit, which is one of the girls from Bottoms trapped in like a snowy cabin with some child abductors, and it's not very good. Hey. Um, and then I watched Lord of Misrule. Oh boy, here we go. Which I watched because you worked on it. Do you want how? To what extent did you work on it? So this was potentially my first job as an AD. So this was my first foray into uh, AD, and isn't really anything to do with film. It's more admin, but it's it's more to do with film than like my first job, which was locations, or my yeah. first job, which was COVID. So this was very exciting for me, and it was around the corner from where we shot Hijack, and I did maybe like a week yeah. maybe less than that was it the um, um big crowd stuff at the start though? it was Did the big crowd than... stuff was it just that yes it was that and then it was stuff at night other big crowd stuff at night okay where like you've got a big man on stilts in like a big monster costume yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's all the, yeah. that's all the start so that's all i did um yeah so i don't know it was a great experience um i'm quite sad to have heard that my favorite essay um who, who we had dubbed Cocknose. Keep an eye out for him. Uh, he's just a man wearing a wicker basket on his head and his nose is like a cock. <laughs> That's it. I didn't spot him, but I wasn't looking out for him, to be fair. The crowd third I was with was doing everything in his power to try and feature him as much as he <laughs> could. But that's, that's the extent uh, that, that I know about it. I still haven't seen it, and I was, I was looking forward to watching it until I heard your review, your thoughts. Well, I don't want to slack off too much since you did work on it and... Um... You know, I, 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 I did a week. I have no personal investment. Yeah, in I know, but I want to also. I don't want to insult films where it's like you know, if it's a local thing, or I, don't, I you know, I might want to get work from them. But um, <laughs> the plot is: Have you seen a folk horror film? Have you seen um, maybe The Wicker Man? Have you seen maybe um, The Wicker Man? Maybe Midsummer? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, it's, the witch is that. That's quite I guess close, isn't it? It's similar. Somewhat similar. It's not like pagan stuff, but um, it's just you've seen this this before. Then it, it's not particularly original. Um, it just even like um, hereditary. There's like bits of whatever that demon's called. It, it just it didn't feel fresh to me at all. Mm. Um, even though the director has done some big films, he did like Orphan First. What's it called First Blood? First Kill. And the boy. The boy. Two. The boy and Brahms. Two. The boy. Brahms the boy two, the boy and Brahms the boy two. I hope he does uh, Brahms two, the boy three. Um, and, but <laughs> yeah, it, it looks so amateur. Like the cinematography is is disgusting, and the main character is like Tuppence Middleton plays like a vicar. But she like f's and jeffs the whole time. She never once seems like oh, a Christian. She's cool. No, she's a cool vicar. It doesn't make sense. Whereas in the Wicker Man, like Howie, the main character is a Christian, which obviously like contracts with the the pagan uh, village, which mm. which works really well. But he. He seems like a Christian. He acts like a Christian in the whole movie. And she doesn't at all. And her husband has no personality traits whatsoever. Um, and it's not scary, which is the bare minimum of a horror film, really. Yeah. Right, I've got three more. I'll just blitz through them. Whiplash, we all know, is incredible. Uh, it's perfect in every way. Have you seen the short film? Oh, we yeah, have. Good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I watched it about a month ago. Soul is... I didn't like it as much as I did the first time. I think there's just... There's sort of nothing to, that adds on rewatch, to be honest. The cat looked good. Yeah, but that's that bullshit's a waste of time. That whole middle where they just swap bodies and all that. I'm not interested. That's just. I like the like. That's just funny shenanigans. Well, I like the philosophical Pixar stuff, but the mm. the shenanigans just to make kids want to watch it is just bullshit. I thought it was a shame that he lived at the end. Yeah, that kind of. He should I have died. He would... That goes against what he learned completely. Yeah, I know. I thought he'd like come to terms with it. 
Um, yeah. Which is kind of not a good message saying like, oh no, it's all right because no. you, if your mum's dead, but if she just if she goes on an adventure in the in afterlife, she yeah. Come if back she again. loves you enough, she could come back. Yeah. If she loves jazz <laughs> enough, then she can come back. <laughs> it's so mad, mad how it's. It, the the film is like about a guy who loves jazz, literally just so they can have a pun as a title, like soul and soul music. Yeah, and that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. reason. Um, but fair play, love Pixar. that. Uh, then I also watched Day After Tomorrow, which I haven't seen since school, where we used to watch occasionally. It's okay. I was uh, traumatized by that film. Oh well, you need to grow up then, don't you? So, <laughs> well, I have since then. I was a child. Well, I suppose. I don't find it very scary. It's just things get a bit wet and then it get a bit frozen. There's no. Is that the one with Josh uh, Ashton Kutcher? Nope. That's 2012, I think. Oh, okay. All right. It's All right, the then. one. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going home. It's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Dennis Quaid. Oh. Oh, it's a Roland Emmerich film. Yeah, he does all of them. He does every disaster film. Like Moonfall. Yep. But also Independence Day, which I really like. Right, well, I'm done with Sick. my weekly random yeehaw. If you want to get on to uh, the main event, unless you've watched, event. Have you watched anything at all. Um, I've I've seen two episodes of The Curse. I now understand why you kept sending me pictures of your willy after watching The Curse. Well, I've seen I was the first the episode. I was the double in that. Were you? I yeah. didn't know that. It's quite a good gig. It was quite featured. Yeah. yeah, no, I saw. I saw. Caitlin, did you know Matt was the penis double in The Curse? Yeah, you can see it now. Yeah. Obviously, we've all seen it before, but yeah. now you've said that, we can put two and two together. Oh, yeah, good for you, Matt. Same. Good yeah. for you. Shall we talk about these films that I watched like three weeks ago? These, and I these can films. If you're looking for a teen drama that ain't your mum's teen drama, because it's rude, it's crude, and it will, I don't know, be mean, <laughs> then this is one for you. Mean Girls 2004. Matt. Please give us your introduction to Mean Girls, please. So, Katie comes from Africa, doesn't matter where, Africa, <laughs> to the United States um, to go to a high school for the first time. And she meets Regina George and the Plastics, who are like the cool girls, but they're also mean girls. And Ooh. she uh, yeah, just sort of joins their group and shenanigans occur. That's it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's all. Yeah. Well, what yeah. more can you say? I mean, lots of stuff happens, doesn't it? Yeah. What did you think of Mean Girls 2004? Mean Girls 2004. So, I don't know if I'm in the minority here that Mean Girls is just a worse Heather's. I mean, that's just like your opinion, man. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen Heather's. I feel like Mean Girls is a perfect movie and it's impossible. I mean, Heather's got to do a lot of work to be better than that. So, I watched Heather's at university. Uh, and I saw Mean yeah. Girls this year for the first time. Um, I, I think so, I had seen it at school, but I don't remember it. And I get that it is almost exactly the same film, right? So you've got outsider going into school, understanding this click system. You've got like your jocks and your nerds and your yeah. drama kids. And then you've got the top of the food chain. You've got three conventionally attractive girls who are, are mean and spiteful and rule like the social hierarchy. And that is exactly the same film, except Heather's is is like a... They looked at John Hughes' films of the era and went, but wait a second, all of these films are saying that you go through high school and you, you learn to break out of these cliques and you learn that you're not defined by being like a, a criminal, by being a brain box, by being an athlete. You're more than that. You don't have to be defined by this clique. Uh, and Heather's have gone, it's all nonsense. You're a stupid idiot. Uh, high school doesn't mean anything. And so it's it's like a spin on that John Hughes yeah. era. And it just leads into great edgy murder that's still edgy today and still has a lot to say today. 
And Mean Girls has gone, okay. how about if we take Heathers, but then make it infinitely less interesting, but still be good? Like, Mean Girls is still very good, it's really but it's not as good as Heathers. I think it's really good. See, I watched it for the first time, like, two weeks ago, mm. and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I was absolutely splitting my sides at every line. And it's weird because, I mean, I'd never seen it before, but there was... So, I mean, every shot is a gif, pretty much. And <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. heard, like, so many lines quoted. In fact, a lot of the lines I didn't know, but I knew, like, all of it except for, like, one word because I, I've seen, like, memes of it. So I've not seen the original template. Okay. So, like, I knew, like... The line where the, the actual line in the movie is like, if you're from Africa, how come you're white? And then, <laughs> um, it, and then the reply is like, oh my God, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. <laughs> so I knew like, why are you blank? You can't just ask people why they're blank, but I never knew what it actually was. <laughs> so there's, there's loads of stuff like that. And like, stop trying to make something happen. But I didn't know like, fetch. No, it was Fletch. We said this last week. It's Fletch. Oh no! It? But don't get me wrong. It's it's like really funny. It's very endearing. I think uh, it's cast very well, which I want to talk about I with the new I one. I think they're perfect. They're great. I think every person in the original is perfect. I actually don't think I've ever seen Lindsay Lohan before um, at all. You were surprised. You're like, oh, who's? I've never seen so. this person before in my done? life. Well, she's always a name I've heard. It's like she was a massive star, and then she like went off the deep end. Yeah, yeah, she's it's like, weird, cause like Freaky Friday, Katie. The Parent Trap. Yeah, yeah, The Parent Trap, yeah. The Machete. I watched those movies. I haven't seen Machete. I would quite like to, but at the same time, can it be good? Pro- um, I've seen most Robert Rodriguez films, which uh, for me is quite fun. Herbie Fully Loaded, that's one I got from Blockbusters. No, she does play the, play Katie perfectly, that sort of... She does both sides, like the sort of um, outsider, mm. uncool version and the plastic version very, very well. I think, I think for so. me, the standout performance is Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Who I've seen in other stuff. I think the first thing I saw her in, actually, like, acknowledging her, um, was Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Are you sure you don't and mean Dr. Can... Stranger's Dr. Stranger's girlfriend? <laughs> That's true. I did see that first. But come on, I don't remember. Because <laughs> she's in the second one, too, just getting married, just to be like, yeah. So it turns out Dr. Strange doesn't need a love interest. <laughs> We could just write her out. Yeah, she's in yeah, those. she was not memorable at all. She's, she, she's but very good in it. She was phenomenal in Mean Girls. Like, she was just perfect casting. She was so funny. And it's weird because now it, I do think Mean Girls is a bit like, I don't know, like American Psycho or Joker, how it is to... Oh, because you live in a society. certain type of men. Yeah, a certain type of men who will take these... I guess it's like films where the antagonist is like a main character. And mm. it's meant to be like yeah relatable these people exist but you're supposed to be like yes but they're awful please don't be anything like them yeah. whereas a lot of men and also Peaky Blinders that's a big one Peaky like Binders, Tommy Shelby Rorschach from Watchmen a lot, yeah like a lot of, of men really take them as like oh this is the coolest person ever this is who I should live my life yeah. like, what a badass yeah. Yeah. and a lot of girls have taken Regina George and tried to be the I mean the um, the sort of cool girls at my school when I watched Mean Girls I was like oh God, I bet that they watched this movie over and over again. Because they, like, called themselves the clique. Oh, that's cringe. Yeah, but they thought they were really cool, but <laughs> I didn't care for them personally. I mean, well, you call, you and your friends at school called yourself the Wolfpack, didn't you? Yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, did you watch Star Wars The Clone Wars? Because there was yeah, yeah. one of the battalions called the Wolfpack, Captain Wolf, and that is the God. coolest name, and they're the coolest badasses ever. <laughs> And we just wore our cl- we just wore clone outfits to school every day, and they're like, "No, this isn't pol- this isn't uniform policy." And we're like, "Shut up, bitch! I'm uh, <laughs> I'm Commander Wolf." 
<laughs> if you were to ask me what's the millennial film, this is it. This is the film yeah. that the generation before us hold on to with like yeah, such exactly. tight grip. Yeah. See, the thing is, because I hadn't seen it before, but it's sort of like, it's a bit like when I first watched 28 Days Later. Mm. And it's like, I've never seen this film, but this is, I've been like in the, in the like atmosphere yeah, of this yeah, film. Yeah. So I, the people, at school, like the kids above me, like in like a few years above would love this film and they'd sort of reference it and it would be in there, like, even like, you know, I've watching Ed's World growing up, like they'd reference oh, yeah, that and it's like, that. so I know the references through people a few years older than me referencing it like so it's like mean girls is yeah it, it, it's sort of it was a part of my growing up even though i never watched it yeah and i love that i love films from this era because they do give me a big nostalgia maybe we're we're kind of getting around to that now ever so slowly 2004 like all of the 2000s just feel so so dated and it's not like i could watch heathers for example sorry go back to heathers again and i'll be like mm-hmm. this is like really charming uh, but I just I can't think of any Naughties films I watch and think that's really charming. See, I just I think, think it's. I think this is charming. I think aesthetically it's dated, but that's the same with mm. any era. Like look at the eighties, and it's like, yeah, some stuff is like come back. Some of it might look cool. Uh, most like of the style, the hairstyles, the mm. kind of like look shit. And so even when you see like eighties <laughs> things set in like Stranger Things stuff now, now, like they have they only pick the best of the eighties because yeah, yeah, the majority yeah. of it was crap. And I think with the two thousands, it was. For like fashion and hair and makeup oh, and stuff, I think it's the worst era. It's so bad that they're history. coming back in now. Oh, I mean, God. awful. It's, Just it's so they're bad. They're meant to be like the cool, wearing the coolest clothes, whatever. They look terrible. They're rank. <laughs> they're, but the new one also, I think their their outfits are just, oh god. Awful. Oh yeah, we'll get into it. We'll, we but will I, get into I, it. But they're certainly more iconic in the original because they're very simple. They're sort of. Um, wear a pink cardigan and mm. it's like yeah. you're a plastic yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing um so the, film, the new one came out on a on a wednesday and i wanted to wear pink but i just don't know anything <laughs> and i didn't go to the shops <laughs> you didn't but, want to get but, beaten up on the way to the cinema in birmingham yeah i know i didn't <laughs> <laughs> it was like um you know when they go into the pub in uh with with no and i and he walks past the guy going to the toilet Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. haven't done anything to offend this man, but I think he's coming to fuck my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I literally couldn't stop thinking about it for days and days. I rewatched loads of scenes. I basically seen the whole film again. Uh, I don't know. It's very rare you watch a film and you're basically immediately like, "Yeah, that was brilliant. Mm. I love that." And yeah, it's one I'll be rewatching definitely. I, I think. We talked about how great Rachel McAdams is and um, Lindsay Lohan. I think the whole cast is brilliant. I mean, I think... Oh, um, yeah, 100%. My favourite character was was Karen, played by Amanda Seyfried. I thought, like... Uh, I really like how the other plastics were, like... It showed them as kids. Like it's They're not bad kids. They're just sort of swayed the wrong way. Yes. Like, Karen and Gretchen are, are sort of nice people, but they're sort of made to be mean because Regina is such a bitch. But even Regina at the end, like, she, it's not that they get, like, revenge on her and then they ruin her life. Like, I guess Regina sort of, she gets embarrassed. She gets a sense of what it's like to be bullied. Mm. And then she becomes, she sort of, I, I thought it was a perfect ending how, like, they um they have respect for each other, but they've sort of gone their separate ways. And yeah, and they, that was really nice. um, <clears throat> ending with the, uh, the mathlete thing and then the, the ball or whatever it is, the dance, um, and the decision to break up the tiara and give it to everyone. Yeah. That's quite nice. That's a nice message. Even in the new one, it's, it's kind of a shame how they got rid of the 
I guess the epilogue scene, mm. um, because that it, it does lead people to interpret it wrong and sort of be like, oh, well, they just went back to being plastics at the end, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Katie rejoined the group, and, and, and in fact, I, that's oh, well, we'll get onto it. But I mean, I think um, that's the problem with the ending of the new one is Regina only really has a redemption because she's on like drugs, like pain medication, and so she does. It's not sincere. <laughs> No. Well, we don't know if it's sincere. I did love her getting hit by a bus, though. That's pretty good. That was you funny. don't really, you don't really get that, enough bus representation in in film. That made me like, even though I've seen the photo of her before, her and her mum, like when she's in the brace, I'd completely forgotten about it. So when <laughs> I didn't know that was coming, and then when she got hit by the bus, and then the voiceover went like, and that's how Regina George died. I just <laughs> burst out laughing. That's so, so so funny. Just the film in general, I find it is a really funny. Really great film for people to watch. Just please don't misinterpret it. One thing I can say about this that I can't say about the next one is that they yeah. they are actually quite mean in it, the mean girls. They are. They are quite See, mean. I just love, like, it's a grotsky little biatch. <laughs> and, like, um, <laughs> Regina George is a, is a fugly slut and stuff. Like, I love all that. Like, it says slut so many times. And even, like... I love that how they just have little moments like um, there's a bit in, in they're just in the school corridor and Regina and um, Katie are talking and Regina's just like just turns to this random girl and is like oh my god that that skirt is so cute and it's like oh my god oh thank you this is like it was my um, family members whatever it was, yeah and then the girl walks off and goes that is the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen in my life so I love little moments like that like in the new one yeah obviously um at the start, we have a few lines to show like Regina's a mean girl, but then it doesn't really carry on throughout. Whereas, <laughs> and even and the the bit in the mall where like she calls up the mum saying like, "Hi, it's Planned Parenthood." Like, <laughs> it was so funny. And yeah, they are some mean girls. They are mean. Um, and and you really get the sense that like they are the the top of the the social food chain at school. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. even you go into the hall and it's such a sprawling landscape. Uh, and and mm. everyone kind of stops when they come in and are genuinely yeah. frightened by these girls because they could just tear them to shreds socially. And I do feel like when I look at them, I'm like, okay, I, I can see why these would be the most popular girls in school, yeah. which I don't get as much in this in the other no, one. No, not at all. Well, you know, um, they have that sort of montage where it, it sort of it's like a piece of camera from different students saying like mm. Regina George punched me in the face once it was awesome but there's loads of them and yeah. every student is like enamoured by the plastics and they bow down to them in the new one I don't think they even do that but they do do that in the musical which I like the stage musical which I watched on YouTube and like <laughs> half of them are like people slagging off Regina George and it's like well hang on a minute because yeah, why would they be scared of her if, if the school if the school doesn't respect if half the students don't have any respect for the plastics then that undoes the whole point yeah, there's not, no power there the at all yeah thing. no it doesn't it doesn't make sense it's just the plastics aren't the the cool girls they aren't the top of the food chain they are the apex predator oh. um they're just like yeah they're just other students in a different group and it doesn't matter yeah then yeah um, who gives a shit yeah and I, I think the fact that partly because we grew up you know after this um with girls who grew up in it and so maybe we're influenced by it but i do feel like the yeah the, the plastics were very i've seen these people mm, they they yes. they were very realistic to me yeah and i mean yeah mean girls 2024 that is obviously we'd left school a few years after before then although we are closer to it it should be more relatable something that um caitlin brought up okay which was a great point um was the use of uh point of view 
throughout the film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That a lot of what you see <coughs> at the start of the film uh, is Katie's point of view to really get her in and yeah. feel, uh, really feel that isolation, especially when she works, mm. uh, walks into the hall for the first time. Uh, and you do get that kind of leading camera, really taking it yeah. all in, feeling overwhelmed. Um, but as she starts to take more, like more control over her story, that yeah. that point of view shot starts to fade away into more of her in the frame rather than her perspective of the world around her. You're absolutely right. Well, Caitlin's absolutely right, and I never thought of that. Mm. But yeah, that is the that is true. Yeah, I think that's kind of true in the new one too. I think they repeat that technique definitely when she goes into the cafeteria and stuff. Not to the yeah. same extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least one more thing to talk about. Yes, the please. only running joke that doesn't work for me is Katie, like constantly being called Caddy. Her name is spelt phonetically. It's clearly Cady. Why would anyone call her Caddy? That's really stupid. It's C A D Y. Obviously, it's Cady. Where's the double D? Where's the double D? Yeah, you're just ridiculous. What a stupid joke. Um, let's talk about all the iconic scenes in this. Um, all the iconic moments, like the Halloween, for example. Very iconic. That was that was iconic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'd seen that before. And that's the, probably the only bit I hadn't seen. And you're, you're completely that right. That it's, it's parts like that which draw attention to something that generationally, like millennial mm. um, culture, was doing for years. Uh, especially dressing up as slutty as you can for Halloween. And, yeah. and pointing I mean, it out. I think that is still the case. It's still the case now. I feel like it wasn't before the noughties. I feel like the noughties was when everyone yeah. really took it in their stride. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I think that's that's the reason why that in particular is so iconic. Seeing her show like in her actual scary Halloween bride yeah, costume, yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone else is just like, "I'm a sexy mouse." <laughs> what is it? A mouse? Duh. Yeah, like, yeah. that was good because <laughs> she's just got the ears. Um, I thought in that scene's the sort of I guess that when Regina kisses, I can't remember the love interest name because he's so irrelevant Aaron? to the plot. Is it Aaron? Aaron, yeah. It is Aaron because it rhymes with Karen and I think that in the Passage yeah. musical they do like a joke about that. That's a good joke. Yeah. That's the, a good joke. I can't remember what the joke is but it actually it made me laugh. It's like um, Amanda rhymes with Panda. But um, uh, yeah, when, when she sees like Regina kissing him and you sort of hear the voiceover of, um, of Katie and it's like, oh my God, she sounds exactly like Regina. She's like, oh my God, Regina, that slut or whatever she's saying. <laughs> like, it, it's It's... I don't know. It's, I thought it was a really good way of showing, like, oh, okay, now she has just become a plastic herself. Mm. She's become... When Aaron dumps... Well, like, isn't interested in her later on because she's like, oh, my God, you're a clone of Regina. Like, this is... I think that it's... Uh, it very organically happens. Very organic. Arc, I think. Well, shall we talk about Aaron? Because I'd completely forgotten about him because he's so irrelevant. But he's not He's not important, is he? He's just uh, a well, vessel Well, that's for... what I like. That's what I really like is that every other, like, high school movie... It's the the love interest is such an important character, mm. whereas I really like here how it's about the friendships and how yeah there is like a a love interest, but he's he's so irrelevant to it. And Tina Fey said since that they don't end up together. Obviously, they might stay together for a little bit, but mm. it's just a high school romance. Yeah. And so I like him as like a plot point to show her being cool or her being yeah. I guess yeah. it's more you think it's to be cool to get a boyfriend, but it's actually being popular, and being likable to get a boyfriend. So I think it's good for her character. And I'm happy they didn't expand any further with him. And uh, I, I often think boys are just a bit stinky as well. 
And they've got and they're, yeah, smelly. Yeah, they've I got the cooties. I wouldn't have any in any of my films. What did you rate, Mean Girls? I gave it five stars. Five smackaroos. I gave it. I gave it four and a half when I first watched it, and then I was like, I can't think of a single thing I've got wrong with it. Really, I yeah. think it is. I think it would just be. It was the same when I watched Whiplash the other day. Like, I gave it mm. four and a half because I was like, well, I like other films more. And I was like, yeah, but I can't pinpoint a single negative. So it's just. It's unfair for me not to give five stars. I, I think fair. Tina Fey, when she reads my letterbox review, I think she'd be like, well, "But why didn't you give it five stars? You haven't said anything bad about it." So I thought, you know what, Tina, I will be nice and I'll give you five. <laughs> wow, you've given Tina a pick me up there. I think she deserves it. I think she deserves it. Okay, well, I gave it four, four stars. Well, that's still good. Yeah, it's very good. It's a great film, uh, and and I'm 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 not trying to say otherwise. I think it's very funny. I think it's very uh, of its time. Uh, mm-hmm. But still relevant today, the jokes still work. Yeah. The uh, the culture of it still works, uh, and it's still very uh, iconic in the zeitgeist. But uh, I'm a Heather's man. If I'm being honest, I just well, think Heather's is better. Heather's if you say it's the same but better, then I'll give it a watch. And Heather's has sexy Christian Slater in, which Mingo's does not have. Oh no, it doesn't. You know me. Um, I'm I'm a. I was going to say I'm a hater for the Slater, but that's that's wrong. <laughs> I don't know. It's got Winona Ryder in as well, doesn't it? It does. Because I don't, I don't know if I've really seen her in stuff young, but she's a bit of a milf in Stranger Things. Let's Be- be Beetlejuice. And so, I haven't seen Beetlejuice, but Beetlejuice Two is out this year, so I'll watch it before then. Mm, yeah. Um, well, it's Ed- Edward Scissorhands. No, I haven't seen that. Bram Stoker's weird. Dracula. I've seen almost every Tim Burton, not that. Nope. Oh. No. So I will watch Heather's, and I'm sure I'll love it. Yes, right. I would love to hear what you think about it. Let's move on. Once I've had a piss. Let's to move on to the next one. Right. So, so we, we both, both enjoyed that uh, the original Mean Girls. We mean have Girls an, 04. We have another Mean Girls movie to talk about. Well, not Mean Girls oh 2, because neither of us have watched that, and I heard it's shit, and what's the point? Um, but we do have a new Mean Girls out this year. Do you want to tell the audience about oh, it? 20 years. After the original Mean Girls, yeah. comes Mean Girls 2024, following Katie Heron, who moves from Africa. Doesn't matter where in Africa. No, it does. It's Kenya from in this Africa. one. No, it's Kenya in this one. Oh, I'm already, I'm already falling apart. She moves from Kenya to America uh, to go to high school for the, for the first time. And in high school, she meets a group of plastics uh, led by Regina George mm. uh, and shenanigans occur. They sure do. What did you think of this movie? Although, because I've seen your letterbox review, I think I might know. This was, right, almost immediately, almost immediately, I looked I looked to my partner and she looked at me and we both just cringed and, and we spent the whole film laughing at the film because I hated it with such <laughs> deep, oh, pain. <laughs> it was so, so, so bad. I saw you gave it half a star. A half a star. <laughs> and that's generous. Me and Ali Keeling went to see it, and we both thought it was fine. I think we were both sort of between <laughs> three and three and a half. We were both like, yeah, that was entertaining. That's there was a bunch of laughs. way too high. Um, I don't think it is. Way too high. I think there's some funny laughs. There's some good jokes. Oh, God. Um, right, let's, well, let's go through this, shall let's we? Let's go let's through, go through it. it. Let's start with the big issue, right? Yeah. This does not do anything to justify its existence. Well, it's a musical, For which me. is different. But 
the music is bad. The music <laughs> so, is not memorable. <laughs> it is atrocious. I've listened to one song since a few times, which is by far the most entertaining. What do you think that might be? The only one that that has come back to me is that I my name is Regina George. Oh, that one was shit. Because that's the only line I remember. And I think it was like maybe the second and song. I am a massive deal. And then I have, I know, I have it's no so idea bad. what she's singing after that. She no. mumbles so much. I have no idea what a single line <laughs> she says after that point. Yeah, what was yours? I loved Sexy, the like Karen song. I thought it was so funny. Like the um, Halloween the, one. Oh, oh. And All right, so... so oh, oh but God. But I've seen... So I... After I watched that, I was like, right, that clearly wasn't adapted well for film um, from the musical. Yeah. So I looked yeah, up if, yeah. to see if there was a slime tutorial, and there was. So I watched on YouTube the like bootleg <laughs> of um, uh, of the musical, and it also starring Renault Rap, um, and it's so considerably better than the film. Like it's it's the same sort of screenplay. There's still like the same new jokes, but and way more. And it's so much funnier. And yeah, that, that song, there's there's one line, which is, um, it goes like, sexy Eleanor Roosevelt or sexy Rosa Parks. And they changed that to Joan of Arc in the film. And that's not as funny. Like every single, which will <laughs> draw into what we're going to talk about, I'm sure. Where it's like, they just fill, water it down, everything that could possibly be yep. controversial or yep. could possibly be like mean in any way. Like the whole joke <laughs> is that it's so inappropriate they're being a sexy Rosa Parks, which made me laugh. <laughs> But <laughs> okay, so so I I know it's going to be hard. I have not seen Mean Girls the musical, the actual musical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think if we can, I'd like to try and just do the film because well, I know we've we've briefly spoken about it, and you've said that they dropped like eight songs they, from the musical. The, the musical is like almost sung through. I mean, like even wow, like like they'll they'll sing so so much, and it works. It works so much because I think it's basically. Whereas I think um, the the new one was trying so hard just to be a remake of the original, um, yeah. because that's what will get bums on seats. I think the musical is almost like its own music in its own right. It's so many original jokes, but it's like the plot is the plot of Mean Girls, which we all know, and it expects you to have seen it. And I think that worked, that worked so well. Like so, yeah, all the songs are kind of there's loads of songs, there's loads of new stuff, and it felt fresh. It felt like it had a reason to exist, and yeah, they they use. There's a, there's a lot of stuff from the musical in the film, but there's also so much repeated mm. stuff from the original, but yeah. obviously not as good. So it's just what's the point? So let's before we we get into the real deep dive of this um, second sub point, I would like to make the point that uh, the Mean Girls musical mm. uh, is just a worse version of the Heather's musical. I haven't seen the Heather's musical. <laughs> <laughs> Because the the Heather's musical makes sense because you are juxtaposing a, a an edgy film about murdering children and adding songs to it yeah. and making it more funny. That is a funny juxtaposition. But Mean Girls is what if we take an edgy film, make it edgy but for a modern audience? That's it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's it. the musical, even though it's slightly edgier than. Um the film adaptation of the musical it's still like much watered down like there's it doesn't say slut all the mm. time and stuff which i kind of oh. get but i do get how they've updated it for modern audiences so now like um i guess they have that what the one line where it says slut is like oh you, uh, you have to dress slutty because if not you're slut shaming us which is kind of it works for like our generation where it's like um 
it's almost uncool to not be um, progressive and even if it's like artificial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like what um, the curse is about. Like Emma Stone's character is mm. like quote unquote progressive and liberal, yeah. but she is so it's just because she wants to. I guess virtue signaling yeah. is the term they use, although that's often really overused and like yeah, not yeah, used yeah. in the right way. But um, but yeah, that, that's kind of what this Mean Girls is too. Like um, the, yeah, they have to be seen to be a certain way. They don't want to be saying words that. They won't be cool if they say certain... But that, I don't know. It's not as much fun. It's not as much fun if they're not mean. No, not and at all. And they're not mean at all in this. They're not mean. So, yeah, let's let's talk about the characters. Um, let's say as a blanket thing, uh, I would recommend not watching this film. Go and watch the first one because it is beat for beat exactly the same, yeah. but less funny yeah. or, or not funny, uh, watered down and not edgy, and just worse in, in every single way. Like, character... I do. Sure, it's it's so bad. I do agree that it's worse in every way, but I I do. But I think there's certain bits where it's less worse than other bits. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, <laughs> like, it works on stage because even like, in this film, yeah, they, there's like whole dialogue scenes where they just recreate it. If you're gonna remake oh, it, remake so it bad. as a song, so it's it's significantly yeah. different and worth. Oh well, yeah, existing. add value to what you're doing. Like, yeah, I remember the scene where um, Katie and Aaron, um, where he says like, "You're a clone of Regina." I don't think that was in the musical, in the stage one. I'm pretty sure, like, that scene was basically just all dialogue, exactly the same yep. as the, uh, except I think it was in a kitchen in uh, the original mm. film. Um, that was a song in the in the stage one. So wh- why yeah. would you do that? Why would you take a scene uh, that was, like, mm. different and it, yeah, the song wasn't memorable at all, don't remember a single line of it, mm. but it was yeah, still yeah. different, and so that justifies it, its existence. Why would you take that and then do the same thing exactly again, apart from marketing? Which is yes. what it is. And and I think that, that kind of gets into the root of the issue here, that this film is the the most, uh, or, or the biggest, lowest common denominator film I've seen in a while, mm. that it, it does its best not to offend anyone. So it takes away the parts of the original film that people liked anyway. Uh, it doesn't want to advertise itself as a musical because it's ashamed that's embarrassing. of being a musical yeah ashamed is, of being a musical a film should never be ashamed of being what it is and that is just a terrible sign and yeah it just it rides the fence on every way so it just feels like just like a cup of milk yeah. <laughs> the entire way through there is it's shot flat it's lit flat um I, the only one who i thought um was really good was again my favorite character in the original favorite character in this i thought karen was very good i hated karen in this really i i thought who's it amanda seyfried yeah, is that her yeah, name? yeah in the original she she is overly stupid like she is not like english stupid like neil from the inbetweeners who is <laughs> yeah. a, a, a stupid man that you may How much know Lego can you she is american bum? stupid <laughs> she's she's american stupid which is you'll never ever meet anyone the stupid yeah um but it's like representation of and the Karen in this is like the next step up. I don't know. Nothing thought... out of her mouth made any sense. It, no, it, it wasn't funny. I don't think she was any more stupid or or less. Stu- I thought they were about the same. She still had like redeeming qualities. She was still like nice and meant well. But yeah, she was dumb. I don't think she was dumb. I don't think she was less dumb than Amanda Seyfried's. I, I think she was Avantica more dumb. Avantika is the actress and I thought she was good. I Yeah, I didn't like her. I thought Gretchen was, um, she didn't seem like, cool like even her down to her costume like she was wearing like what i maybe the kids yeah. these days would think i thought she was wearing like sw- like sweaters and that that just i didn't don't mm. think 
she looked like a nerd the way she was like costumed and um yeah and her performance like she wasn't mean in any way whatsoever she was just like none of them were mean i mean none but regina was occasionally mean (laughs) karen and gretchen (laughs) not a ounce of meanness in their body they were just unkind they were just rude regina was just slightly rude to people yeah regina was rude she had an attitude But yeah, she didn't ruin people's yeah. lives. There was just one scene, like, when you first introduced in the cafeteria, she says that, like, someone should use his real voice. And then he goes, bitch. And that's almost yeah. it. And she released the burn and, book, and, which she had written anyway. Uh, but Yeah, no one, are, we said about it earlier, no one is scared of the mean girls. No. They do not want to be them. They don't want to talk to them. It's not like, you don't get a feeling that people want yeah. to be them. Something uh, I've kind of thought with the original and with this, if they're so cool, if they're so like popular, why do they only have two friends each or like three friends? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Surely the most yeah. popular group should have like a big, big group. It's the same in group every group around them. Yeah. It's kind of the same in most things, but I guess that's because they want to have just characters rather than having like essays with them or like smaller roles. But mm. yeah, surely. I mean, from my experience, yeah, from school, like the, the cool people have lots of friends and are always talking to lots of people because that that's why yeah, they're yeah, popular. Yeah. Let's talk about the lead, Spider-Man girl. Yeah, and Gary Rice. Not good. It's weird because I've seen her in a few things and I've always thought she's really good. Like in, um, have you seen uh, Senior Year, which is a terrible, um, oh, like high school. It's about um, Rebel Wilson is a cool girl in school, but she's played by Anne Gary Rice, uh, like Australian oh, in an American okay. school. And then she is in a cheerleading accident and she goes into a coma for like, 20, 30 years, however much it is. And then um, adult Rebel Wilson goes back to high school to finish off. And it's like, oh, ha, ha, because she's old. Um, okay. But yeah, when she's like young for the first 10 minutes of the film, she's played by Anne Gary Rice. And the character's like really rude and does like, she, she's basically how a mean girl should be. And she's brilliant. <laughs> I thought she was so funny. She's like the funniest part of the movie and she's only in the first few minutes. And so I kind of thought, like, oh, okay, so she's definitely got the chops to play a mean girl. Definitely. And she's, yeah, just nothing to me. Yeah, she, what a wet blanket she was in this. Yeah, she's a good singer, but it's not. To be fair, I've heard people slagging off her singing. I don't think she had anything to work with, really. None of the songs were like no, no. Belt, like they didn't have any sort of musical chops to them. So that's that's exactly what I thought. That the songs in this, it, again, it must be completely different for the stage show. But in the film, the songs in this were her first were song mixed I will and presented. Say is different. She has a different first song in the film to in the stage. Okay. Neither were memorable, but. At least I can, yeah, yeah. I can remember the one of the stage one was called It Roars. And I can't remember. I have no idea what the name of this original <laughs> the one of the film is. Yeah, it must be different in the stage show. But the songs in this were mixed and presented more like pop songs than theatre songs. But I actually think that could have been a good thing. So when I watched the trailer, I obviously don't know who Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo is. So I heard that song like, <laughs> I want to get him back. I want to make him feel like that bit. And I thought, yeah. oh, this Loki kind of slaps, you know, because this is like kind of sounds sort of like noughties in a way, but it's also modern. And it's I can see this being in the charts. I was like, OK, if this is the sort of songs they're doing, then if they're trying to do like, like they, they, they clearly want to make the girls look popular mm. and look cool. Like, OK, this actually works well. And then. Turns out that's not a song from the musical because all the songs from the musical would never get anyone to watch the musical. It's just a pop. It's just a pop song. Up until recently, I've been very. Uh, I was always very anti-musical. Um, okay. I, I always thought like if you asked me about musicals, I would have said they're lazy. Songs are just another form of exposition. Uh, I mean, I would that, much I think rather that's sit a down and watch trend. something. Yeah, and I think since I've I've watched a lot more and I've I've kind of thought about it a lot more and 
they're they're very they're just very different to to film they are they're hard uh, to translate into film which is i know shock horror they're different to film but they are and you look at something like one of the greatest musicals of all time little shop of horrors yeah uh which is like great one of the best films of all time yeah honestly it's really good and the songs have to not only convey information to an audience mm. in an, an engaging way but they are the majority of the film it's not Here's a section. Yeah. Oh God, we need to put a song in here now. Um, and I think with what works in Little Shop of Horror is is the tone. Even during the dialogue scenes, the tone, the acting, the um, yeah. the sort of separation from reality is is not really any different to when they're singing. Mm. Whereas yeah. Mean Girls is like they have a serious talk. If you were to just watch like the scenes without the songs in, you'd never know it was a musical. Yeah. Whereas the way they're like so heightened in Little Shop of Horrors, it's like well, this is. That's it. it. Even you think of um, uh, um, Audrey's song. Yeah. So you've got like Um, very big bombastic songs, and then you get to like Audrey's song where she's singing about her future. Yeah. Yeah, and and even that is it's very um, very true and very heartfelt, and and one of the few songs in the musical that's like that. It's really funny. It's got really good lines. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still a joke because it's a comedy. Yeah. But in this, you've got Gretchen's song. Which like comes out of nowhere, where she goes into a, a, a wardrobe yeah. and starts singing. Like it wasn't funny, no. and and like didn't add anything at all. It was just so weird. Well, that's why I liked the song "Sexy" the most because I think it was the only song that added something. It had some good jokes, although not as good as in the musical, as in the stage one. And yeah, it added so yeah, it expanded. It took the scene from the original and expanded upon it. I don't think any Again, other song did. I I disagree with that. Okay, I disagree. That for me, that was one of the songs that I was like, I hate this. Well, I completely. thought it was quite fun, but I I saw it and was like, okay, so they've gone. What's what is an iconic scene from the film? I'm a sexy mouse. And then, Duh. yes, yeah. and then have done a song around that. It's like you know when you go to a theatre mm. and they put the big curtain down at the front because they need to change the scene in the back. Yeah. So they like send someone out to do something to waste I know, time. I know. What you're and then they change. About, yeah. it, it's like that, but they didn't have a scene change because it's a film. So it, I was like, well. Why am I sat here? I've, I get the joke. I've seen the the original. I know the joke. Well, Why am I sitting here listening to five minutes of song telling me the joke over and over and over again? Yeah, it's weird because it it almost kind of expects you to know the original because it does sort of it mm. adds on jokes in the original and it also kind of if you have seen the original then it's like we're just watching the clock for the to get past yeah, it to yeah. get something new. I do think oh. it, it was at its strongest when it was doing new stuff and its weakest when it was repeating. Uh, what I did like about some of the jokes, though, they did is... So when they did the fetch joke, let's talk about. So they <laughs> she's, they had the bit in the cafeteria where she says, fetch for the first time, Regina's like, what's that? And she says, it's from an old movie, oh, clearly referencing the first Mean Girls. Um, and then... But that doesn't make sense. That does not make yeah, sense, you, does it, in, yeah, the, really, in the logic of the film? Yeah, well, <laughs> um, but then... Uh, and then the second time... They don't do have that scene in the mall, so she doesn't say it again. And then, so the second time we hear it, it was like in the original film. What was the payoff? Is like the stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen at the like Christmas dance thing. And yeah, then, yeah. So I like the new one how they then carried on and did new jokes with with the fetch thing. So they did Kevin uh, Kevin Napore trying to do a, a word, then his friend saying stop trying to make this happen. It's not going to happen. And then they had a sort of Gretchen says it to Karen, and Karen at the end is like. Oh, I like that word. And so it's sort of, you know what I mean? Like, I quite like how they treated some bits as like a sequel and expanded upon stuff. There was some other stuff. I can't remember any of the other examples. But they sort of took original stuff and ran with it rather than just doing the same exact shit again occasionally. And that was what I liked that. 
my favourite part of the film was... The end credits. I think it was... Yeah, it was, was when I considered leaving. <laughs> um, I think it was that Halloween song where it starts as a TikTok dance. Yeah, it did, yeah. I I almost cringed up into non-existence. See, I heard people say like, they hated the social media aspect, but I thought, like, first oh. of all, I thought, well, that that's realistic, really, for, like, um, you know, school these days. And also, I think that kind of works for a musical because it gives an excuse for characters to be talking to the audience as it were if everyone's making tiktoks these days which they are it kind of i I, I think it gives an in-universe reasoning for the characters to be acting the way they are breaking the fourth wall but it only happens like twice i don't know i feel like they have like montages quite often well yeah it may be in songs yeah i uh yeah i just almost died i was like where is subway surfers in the corner when i need it why can't I be watching someone play Subway Surfers while this film's on? <laughs> I didn't like... They had, like... Is it Megan Thee Stallion? I didn't know who she was when I was watching the film. I only heard, like, afterwards. But she... Because there was just some random, like, adult woman who was occasionally on TikTok with the, in the compilations of the um, oh, students. Okay. And I've, apparently that's... Maybe. That's... I, I kind of gathered it was, like, a celebrity. Apparently it's Megan Thee Stallion. Why? Oh, she, she looked like a woman to me. Not a horse at all. But have we covered the marketing... Yeah, the fact that they were ashamed to make it a yeah, musical briefly. and so basically yeah. just hid the fact that it was a musical. Yeah, I think I understand the director has a job to... He has to find a balance. He has to make it the right amount like the original that the fans of the original will be appeased and, and he needs to make it a new thing <laughs> that's like cool while also being a fucking Broadway musical, which is about the least <laughs> cool thing possible. Like I love I love musicals. I know you said you ha- you don't you didn't like them as much. Maybe you like them more now you used to. I like them more now I'm now I'm older and more mature, I do like a musical more. To me, musicals are the best art form. I I would <laughs> instead of making like film, I would make musicals if I knew anything about music. I love them. I love I just think it's it's. I think music is like the like purest art form, and so like the idea of telling a story, uh, like a, a film narrative, like a proper narrative, but then with music, I think is just the the perfect way. And dance, I think it's the perfect way of telling a story. I love them. Uh, but yeah, certain things don't suit it. Mean Girls doesn't suit musical. Um, mean Girls does not suit it. It's too well. It is like silly, and yeah, it's like. The acting is a bit melodramatic in the original, but mm. at the end of the day, it's a normal story about yeah. normal people in a in a normal relatable school, normal place. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, talking about dancing, what did you think of the choreography for the songs? Well, it wasn't particularly memorable. They only did it like from time to time. Is a weird thing. Like, I kind of yes. feel like if they're going to do that, not only like we said with Little Shop, that it should have been sort of heightened throughout. But yeah, I I think they should have done. So that, what songs were there? There was that like revenge party and there was also Apex Predator. Well, the ones where it's all around the whole school, everyone dancing, choreography. Mm. And I thought it worked quite well. It should have been a bit more music video-y, I thought. Like they can do... I, you see, that's exactly the issue I had is that I hated... Okay, I'm sorry, Can you if, if we can get like... <laughs> anytime I say I hated this film, take a <laughs> shot and you'll be smashed. I really disliked how they were just like music videos and the dances were like TikTok dances. Well, so yeah, they, they were... were. I, I was like, as a cynic I am, okay, we need to do like a dance where they're, they're stationary within the, the yeah. screen of a phone and it's just like their arms doing yeah. something. Yeah. Because then the kids are going to watch that and go, I'm going to copy that to this song. Yeah. That's not how a musical is done. Yeah. Because it should be huge and grand and involved and actually done by a choreographer and not a child on TikTok. I mean, they had, and it, they had a bit of that in... Um... 
in the Matilda musical recently. Like there was a bit in Revolting Children where like a girl does dance down a hallway and, and it's like it is like TikTok dance, but it's incredible choreography and everyone around them is doing incredible stuff. Yeah. And it's so well yeah. done. Yeah, what I meant by like, um, I wish it was more like a music video is I think if they're going to do a Mean Girls musical, obviously all the songs have to be different. But I think if they're going to make it like cool, <laughs> make it, tra- if you're going to have like Olivia Rodrigo type songs, which I think is the sort of thing might work for it, it should hmm. be like, there's no reason why younger people or like new generation should dislike musicals because they watch music videos and a music video is just like a musical. It's, a character singing yes. while dancing goes around them and stuff, and they like that. That, but lots of them in a row, is a musical. So if they did Mean Girls, <laughs> like, an album. If they did Mean Girls like that, it could be cool. Like if it was, yeah, cool. I could see that. I could see it. Um, so that's kind of why I wish they did. They did it more like that and had more artistic stuff. But it was always just they going down the hallways of school, maybe in different costumes to how they were before mm. doing a TikTok dance. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought, I thought Apex Predator was really bad. I thought it was really cringe. I, yeah. I think they they kind of because in in that revenge party one, like they had all the there was like decorations all around at the set and everyone was wearing different costumes. I thought they should have been dressed a bit more like animalistically, but they just dressed like students. But they just act, act like. Because I listened mm. to the only song I listened to beforehand, just because I heard it was good and I wanted to go into it knowing one of them was Apex Predator, and I thought listened to it I was like, hang on a minute, this this sounds wrong, like. The music in the back mm. is really like low and really it's not bombastic at all. It's not drawing my yeah. attention. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought every song was like that. It was really just really poorly mixed. Just a hundred percent. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's kind of why it wasn't memorable because it didn't have like a, a a melody that caught your attention that really grabbed you. It was just all in the background and and I don't like how because they cut so many songs. Every other song was bloody um, who we haven't mentioned at all in either of you because <laughs> I don't know they're not that interesting. Is Damien and um, oh yeah yeah fucking, yeah what's her name and the Janice other one. They're Janice, like the main yeah. characters of the new one. Yeah. And yet we haven't been talking about Well, they're about like the narrators, them. aren't they? Yeah. But because they cut every other song, but they need theirs for plot reasons, they, yeah, they, exactly. they're in it loads. And yeah, both, yeah. they were both good. I thought Damien made me... They both made me cringe, probably more than any other character, <laughs> which is saying something. But... I mean, I, I always think that a, a good song in a musical, you think of something like La La Land, for example, which is a very modern, successful musical, very different than this because it's uh, great good. and this yeah. isn't. Um, that uh, The way I... If I was ever given a musical to do, I would approach every song the same way James Cameron approaches an action scene in that you need to be moving like you you start in one place yeah. and you need to be moving location you need to be I on agree. the move the whole time I agree uh, and you look at La La Land and that happens like they're engaging they're in different settings locations tones themes this is all just it's it's in a room yeah okay Which right, I think we're done. Works for... now we're in a hall again for the fifth time yeah okay it works for a slow song like I mean Karen's um What's her name? Gretchen's song was shit, but like the sort of song like that makes sense to be in one place. Same as like mm. uh, there's always like um, the Fools Who Dream if we keep La La Land. That makes sense to be just yes, someone standing yeah. there. But yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And so I've been a fan of Hamilton since like 2016. Of of what? Sorry. Of Alexander Hamilton. Oh yes, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> now I've obviously they've never done a film version. They they did the filmed live stage one but they never done a film adaptation but i saw that on discussing film on twitter that you'd been attached to doing the film version that hasn't been announced yet so cut that cut that, cut that. <laughs> all right but sorry um, okay <laughs> no but but um i listened to the soundtrack before i ever saw any of the uh, bootlegs 
And so I, I pictured in my head how it would be. And still to this day, it's the same because the way I imagined it is so kinetic, like so many shots, like the camera's always mm. sweeping around and they're doing insane choreography and like cuts and changing location anytime. Like that's how a musical should be shot because on stage you can do such crazy like things, all these yeah. different processes that you can't normally do in a play. In a film musical, they should be using all these like film techniques that you wouldn't normally do in a normal film. Yes. I yes. think they, and so that's if they do do a Hamilton film and I don't direct it, which they wouldn't get me because I'm a white British man <laughs> and I'm not really the right person for telling that story. Um, but um, the guy, the guy who directed In the Heights, the other like Lebanon Miranda musical, mm. I thought that was so well directed because that's almost like some of it's like montagey. Uh, they're always moving location. They're doing like really good dancing, loads of ca- good camera work. I thought that's that's how you should direct mm. a musical. And yeah, this wasn't that at all. This was very poor. Do you know who would be great at doing a musical? Who? Edgar Wright. I completely agree. Yeah. That's that's his it. style that's, would Yeah. Yes. That's exactly the style you need for a musical. It needs to be like yeah. a like a music video, but for the well, sometimes it can be like a slower song. It depends on the scene, it depends on the song. But like, yeah, the big numbers need to be like like an Edgar Wright film. I think that's exactly it. Or Baz Luhrmann. But he's done like yeah. Obviously yeah, he yeah. he did like um, Moulin Rouge and stuff. But Moulin Rouge is that's the perfect like I'm pretty sure that was a stage musical first. But that's perfectly done on, on in film. That's how it should be. Um, yeah, hundred percent. So you use all you can from from uh, the technique from cinematography and to um, I don't know. They just did a bad job. Who's the director? Samantha Jane. And two directors, Arturo Perez Jr. They don't have Wikipedia pages. One for music so and film. one for possibly one for filming, one for musical. I don't know. I don't know either of these people. They don't even have Wikipedia pages. Yeah. Let me see what they've done. Samantha Jane has done nothing. Nothing. And <laughs> Arturo Perez Jr. has done nothing. <laughs> I'm not shocked. Nothing. By that at all. Yeah, I mean, these people have done not enough. No. Musicals are hard to shoot. To be given a film this, this big. And it's going to be a big no hit. So I, I have one last thing Let, to talk go about for before it. we do scores. Mean Girls works because of the social hierarchy. Yeah. And because you have cliques of people all doing their own different things. And the, the Mean Girls clique is being shallow and being superficial and being mean. Yeah. Mean Girls in 2024, where in the film... Everyone has TikTok, and with that, That's everyone true. is superficial and shallow. I never thought about that. Yeah, every that, student, everyone is everyone's is a mean TikTok. girl. That's a really yes. good point. Yeah, every single student was on TikTok and had like does not work followers by those yeah. things. Yeah, so they are they are just basic. They are no one. I mean, maybe you, they don't have anything to them. Maybe I other than being rude. You would hate this, but I think it would probably help narratively if they really hammered home that like Regina was like TikTok famous, like maybe like globally, but like that makes she was sense. a celebrity. That, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, but they That's never modern, show. Yeah. I don't know if they ever showed like how many followers everyone had, but they should have made it clear like she's like famous because she does. She's videos an, and influencer an influencer or something yeah. cringe like that. Because yeah. I'm sure schools have that. I mean, a guy in my year at school. He has like five million followers on TikTok because he inflates rubber things and then they ex- with water and then they explode. <laughs> like you know, it does, I think it, yeah. I, I think um, and us, we've got we've got thirty we've subscribers, got 30 subscribers so we're almost on the same level. And so yeah. if Regina George was like a sort of uh, us type character, then yeah, I get why yeah, she'd be yeah, so popular. Yeah. And so yeah, no, but it makes sense. I think she that's a good. She should have been an influencer. I think because they were sticking too mm. much with the musical. It was all that balance of new and new stuff to the stage musical and new stuff. How much stage musical? How much original film? How much new? 
And I think yeah. they just got that balance wrong. And I think if they got that balance right, it could have worked. But Bad they, made, they made through and through. There's a lot of choices they had to make, and I think they they made the wrong choices in a lot of areas. So what did you rate Mean Girls? Um, I rated it three stars. At the end of the day, it mm. did entertain me. I mean, like okay. I said, like we've got there's so many faults with it, but I thought I did laugh at quite a lot of jokes because I love the original so much. I was sort of always invested in seeing how they did it differently. And I thought, mm. obviously the cast weren't as good, but I thought most of them were still working with what they had quite well. So yeah, I thought That's it was very it, it was an, it was an entertaining film, and I think considering I didn't have a rotten time watching it, I can't rate it too lowly. I gave it half a star, and I would not wish this on my worst enemy. Fair enough. Uh, if you want a film to laugh at, but uh, not a lot, then this is for you. I think Otherwise, there's a lot of worse films. I would not recommend watching this. I mean, I don't know. The films I give half a star to are worse than this. But each to their own. I think we both have the yeah. same points. It's just because I, I think was so. superficially entertained. I was like, entertained by it, but I, I thought it was more fun than you did. Right, we're done with that now, I think. Now on to filmmaking lessons. What did you take away from either Mean Girls 2004 or Mean Girls 2024? So the original Mean Girls actually, in a weird way, remind me of Hot Fuzz in that they both felt like... They both felt like three hours long, like two and a half hours long. When Hot Fuzz yeah. is two hours, Mean Girls is an hour and a half. But I mean this in the best possible way because every scene is iconic, every line is iconic. The plot is yes. always moving. There's a lot yeah. of plot points. It's always moving forward. They're always in different situations. It feels like you watch like a series of telly almost. Like yeah, and it feels like you really, really know the characters. It's all relevant, isn't it? It's You're all not relevant. Any time There's no anything. faffing. No, it's not at all. Every line is the. Every scene is like. Maybe not very long, but every line is relevant. It adds something. You learn new information. You get a good joke. Yeah. And so it feels like, even though I've only spent an hour and a half with these characters, it feels like you really know them. And I think mm. that's a great lesson. I think it's what Edgar Wright is just a master of. Is yeah, just sort of um, using your time, your like two hours, hour and a half, whatever, of a film to get get the most out of it as possible. Don't mess around. Don't waste the audience's time. Um, you just go straight to it, straight to like. I mean, Edgar Wright talks about like when um, when he needs to show that a character has arrived somewhere via bus, he'll show a shot of uh, like literally a second of like the bus pulling in, feet stepping off it, yeah, and then you're there, and it's like okay, we that's it, that's all you need. Or like he'll he'll do like a whole montage that's like half a second shots at each one, and then you're straight there, and it, it's. Yeah, that, that, like when Sergeant Angels go into to the, Sanford, yeah, the town, yeah, and yeah, and perfect you see that filmmaking, yeah, yeah. It's how long's that sequence? Twenty seconds. Whereas I watched, my mum was watching the Madame Blanc mysteries yesterday, and there was like a scene where it showed where there was an establishing shot of a bridge to show what town we. I just just as filler because we already know what town is saying. Um, and then it showed her car driving all the way down the road, pulling up. This is one one shot, and then she gets out the car, walks all the way up a path, and then knocks on a door. Just show her knocking on a door. Why did we faff around with all of the rest of that? And I said to my mum, like, this is unbearable. How can you possibly watch this? And so yeah, I think that's a lesson I learned from Mean Girls is is make every second count. Um, you use most of your time. Cut anything that's filler, and yeah, you can make a really entertaining film. But ninety percent of the time, on ninety percent of films, your films going to end up being about half an hour long if you cut all of that. And some films don't suit being dense, but I think, but most of them do. <laughs> Especially with like student films and like amateur films, the um, yeah, the, the worst part of them is they're too long and boring. They're too slow. Yeah. 
there's too much filler and i think uh, that's a great lesson to learn and I, uh, my lesson for the new one i think we've already covered don't be shit it needs to suit the art form basically you need to um mm. uh tell the story in a way that makes sense to the story you're telling like don't not everything needs yeah. to be musical and when it is a, a musical it needs to be the right sort of musical it needs to um you need to think about who your audience are and tailored to that like you know what i mean we talked we covered that the, the one you said first that is the the main thing to have in your head when doing any i mean that's what i'm doing in mayfly right now with my editing is i i it's cut down so much so it's so fast paced yeah and I, it does mean that there's because i've cut loads of lines maybe we should have done that in we should have done that in pre-production really so it means maybe the cuts is quite quick because i have to cut to a different angle to remove lines yeah. but i think that makes it so much more watchable than it would be if we kept in every single thing we shot it would just be the slowest most boring exposition ever so it needs to just be snappy 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 joke 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 but we're learning <laughs> but we're, but we're learning information and it's just always going ahead that's always pushing forward that's what like a shark if a shark goes backwards it, it dies. dies it drowns remember that yeah yeah you can't stop they, they sleep while they're swimming What's next? Double features? Double features. Oh shit, boy. <laughs> oh shit, balls. Who's going first? Do you want to go first? Because I'll go first. I won't lie. I, I think mine are quite good, and I hope you like them. Yeah. <laughs> mine, mine are. <laughs> um, I would probably pair uh, Mean Girls 2004 with Heather's. Okay. <laughs> because it's the same film. Some and... of our like cursed double features <laughs> are not so cursed. They're pretty normal. <laughs> And for the new one, I would pair it with Heather's The Musical. What? Uh, because it's the same musical. Right. And uh, I would also pair it with Freaky. You know that one? Yeah. That recent remake of Freaky Friday? I, do. I can't remember if I watched um, Oh, I did they're, watch it. Is that the Vince? Yeah. Mar- the, what's it? Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, By the, Newton, the guy did Happy Death Day. Yeah, I watched that. Um, because it's a significantly worse remake of a Lindsay Lohan classic. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, right. So I've got one for the original. Which it, yes. it doesn't really work to be completely honest. Um, this is my weakest <laughs> of the three: the OG Mean Girls and the live-action Beauty and the Beast, because they both feature the <laughs> ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen in my whole life. And now, and I've written after that. Maybe don't do this one because it's actually a dress in Beauty and the Beast. But God, it was awful, wasn't it? You, I don't know if you, you know, like Emma Watson's like yellow. It's really, really ugly. Is it really bad? It's really bad. <laughs> when you look at like. Lily James's Cinderella one a few years earlier that's very good. Oh, yeah. it's it does it's not good. Anyway, you know, I'll take your word for that one. It's not, <laughs> it's not a good piece of costume design. <laughs> right. And then my next one is The New Mean Girls and Wonka because it's just nice to go to the cinema these days and not have to watch a fucking musical. <laughs> I haven't seen the film yet. So I've only seen the trailers, but like it's just like, it's just so good to see there's no singing in sight. Oh god, I just I can't wait for the color purple. <laughs> That's a really good one. <laughs> um, wow. Do you right. one more? I've got one more. This is for both oh, of them. Wow. I've got I've got Mean Girls <laughs> and Bad Boys because I just think they get along. Maybe they'd hang out on the mean streets with their friends Dirty Harry and Horrid Henry the movie. The Mean Girls are skiving off school trying to avoid their bad teacher and the bad boys are hiding from their horrible bosses. <laughs> Man, I love I love Objective and Noun. That's my favourite film. Don't you love Objective and Noun? They're the best. <laughs> so yeah, I think they were. I was quite proud of them. 
<laughs> that was really good. They're probably the best we've got so far, actually. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> short and and messages. We we neither have a short nor messages. No, I feel like we talked <laughs> about Mean Girls for a long, long time. Yeah, so we will at some point talk about our friend Josh Clark's feature film, um, mm. the Mysterious Events at the Lawrence Estate. But maybe we should do that once it's out on streaming, which will be yeah, ages away because I think it's in festivals. Um, yeah. Anyone at home? Anyone listening? If it's your first time listening, hello. Thank you for listening. If you have any messages or would like to take part in one of our polls or any short films or anything you'd like us to talk about, send it through. Any of our social medias or our email. What are you smirking at? Just my own comedic genius re- reading <laughs> that again. <laughs> Um, yes, we, we usually do a, a short film review here, um, but I think we've gone on way too long talking about Mean Girls. I think so. Uh, so we're not going to do one this week. No. But yeah, any messages, any cursor features, send them through. And that's the week. That's the week. Oh, that's well, week. I enjoyed that. That was quite good fun. Um, yeah, really good. Next week, I don't know if we're 100% what we're doing. We might do a get your laughs out of the way now, because we might be doing the zone of interest, <laughs> which... Let's hope won't be a comic episode. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the film, but it's not going to... What do you know about it? Because I I don't know anything. All I know is it's about Rudolf Hoss and his family, who is the commandant of Auschwitz, and it's it's all set in his house, which is like right next to the camp. And it's all like... From the trailer, they're all like really... um, wide shots and you're basically just like a fly on the wall watching interesting and then you you can see the tops of some of the buildings in auschwitz and you can apparently the sound design is like horrifying i mean it's nominated for an oscar you never see auschwitz you just hear it and you see it's about like them living a normal happy family life while he goes to work every day and does that and apparently it's very very sad very horrifying but very thought-provoking and it's nominated for best picture and mm. I've been wanting to see it for months. Jonathan Glazer directed it, who directed Under the Skin, which is a film that I really love. Love Under the Skin. Yeah, so, yeah. So um, I'm excited to see it. But assuming that's our next episode, it won't be a very funny one, I don't think. It won't be very funny, unless we pair it with something funny. <laughs> okay. I tried to think of something <laughs> funny, but I, I, I backed out and didn't say it. Yeah, that is very sensible. Very sensible. I think, to be honest, the, the sensible... The film that I'm most like is probably The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, I think. But Interesting. also, okay. if we're going to talk about... Uh, inevitably talk about sort of Holocaust cinema, I think maybe Shinna's is a good one to watch too, because I'm sure I'll be talking about it. So next week, it'll be a happy one. Get ready. Well, <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> Do you tune in for entertainment? Because you won't get that here next no, week. No, <laughs> you won't. You'll feel really sad. <laughs> well... Thank you very much, Matthew Vivian. Thank you. I've had a, a very fetch time. Wow. I've had insert phrase that was also tried to be coined in the new one. Time. Okay. I thought you'd end the podcast by saying stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. But I mean, we did All that. Right, sorry. Well, let's do no, something else. Yeah, okay, sorry, no, no, let's do, let's do yeah. something else. You try and say something and I'll... It needs to be something else that's okay. not fetch though. Okay. Oh, we did that. We ended the last what? episode like that, didn't we? Oh, we did. We did. That's Never mind then. We have to make it Holocaust related oh, this time. Oh, let's... Uh... <laughs> you can you can line me up for that one go on no i'm i think we're good um <laughs> right thank you very much oh thank you thanks for listening everyone thank you matt and i'll see you on the next one i will unfortunately also see you on the next one that's not very enthusiastic oh my god i can't that's wait for me. next week <laughs> no um i'll see you on the next one too i'll take that tone down Adios. that's inappropriate i too yeah. shall see you on the next one
No, that's too sad now. That sounds fake. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye.